Hey guys, welcome back to Dry Peak, uh, Popped Off's competitive, casually competitive Valorant podcast. I'm your host, James Graham. I'm the casual. Joined here with Scott Finley. He's the competitive. Every week, we kind of break down the competitive Valorant scene, both from a casual and competitive, uh, I don't know, outlook? Yeah, outlook, standpoint. Standpoint, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of viewpoints as well, yeah. Um, So, here on Dry Peak... Uh, we do a couple things. We usually drink beer. We drink beer every episode, which we're doing right now. Yeah, as as physically possible. Scott, what are you getting into this week, man? I'm going with a Christmas beer, which is interesting. Oh. So it's kind of sweet. It's got like sugar, cinnamon, and cloves in it. It's like 7%. But funny enough, it doesn't taste 7% because there's sugar in it. <laughs> so it's a, dangerous. It's real dangerous, yeah. Pretty fucking lit. It is lit. Okay. Happy holidays. It's called... All lit up. So kind of sick, actually. That's not bad. I, I, I fuck with it heavy. That's honestly, sick. for like a festive drink, like look at that. Look at that can, too. Hey, get that oh, in. Get that in. There we go. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Festive can. It's lit. That's really nice. And I'm getting into Nelson's Park American Pale Ale. I figured I was like, you know what? Maybe some of our viewers are from, from the States. So I'll drink something from that. But it's made by Tatamaguch Brewing Co. 20 bucks says nobody's going to be able to find that or spell that unless you're from Nova Scotia. Because. That's true. Place is whimsical. It's it's made up. It's fake. Totally fake. Totally fake. But uh, yeah. So on top of this, though, we always talk about patch notes, roster moves, results, and uh, occasional drama from the competitive Valorant scene. Regardless of the region, we're getting a lot. I think we're getting a lot better at focusing around more on the international stage. Yeah. No, so, I agree with that. It was definitely NA focused at first, but now more and more is coming out. Yeah, absolutely. So again, like first strike really made that easy. I think it really put like a lot of a lot of accessible results as far as like looking for information for the the international stage. Yep. Um so yeah, we're gonna jump into the meat and potatoes of this week, which is the patch notes. Um so we saw some nice observer quality of life, which is great. We were never complaining about that. Um and then we get into some sage buffs, which I think yeah. were a long time coming. I think definitely, and, and actually, I played some some ranked games this week, and the sage was in all of them, and the sage buffs are good, man. Like, yep, to be able to just wall off something and have it just sit there at max HP until it fades, essentially, it's fucking good because you, you can just give up that area of the map knowing that you'll have to hear them shoot it. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna have some sort of tell, yeah, right? Like exactly. I mean, so it, it's I think it's good. Um, and it's just the barrier, right? You don't have to, like the heal hasn't been changed, the orb hasn't been changed. I think we talked about this a lot previously, being like she got hit with a nerf bat really hard. Maybe one or two of those changes was necessary. And yeah. I'm glad they're starting to like work their way back. Yeah, I mean her strength has always been kind of denying like momentum or denying tempo. And yep. I think this wall definitely does that. Uh her heal still is not great. Her res obviously is is still Nuts. the best yeah. thing. Uh, I think uh, it definitely turns like a a retake into your favor and stuff so absolutely yeah, yeah i think she's i think she's getting into a spot where she's she's good like she's she's not a loss her team if she's picked like she's yeah actively <laughs> yeah that was like the biggest thing was just like yeah sage is on your team just like gg man like it's like picking viper for fuck's sake <laughs> which I, I don't hate either like if no. i'm at my elo like if someone picks viper like they're probably fucking good yeah people. well they know the lineups like, they've probably yeah. done their research and shit yeah which i don't hate like I think I'm I'm always of this opinion that play what you want if if like you're good at what you right. want essentially yeah See, like, the like, meta doesn't exist if you're a fucking pro viper like what's the well, meta yeah. to you if you're just like this immortal <laughs> viper who is insane 
Yeah, no, it's, so. it's, it's, it's when you get in, like, the silver and gold depths that it's, like, well, you can't trust anybody on anything. So, I mean, I guess it doesn't Like, really as most people know from other games, like, in League of Legends, especially, like, yeah. at the lower ranks, the meta is not the meta. The meta there is like, no meta. There is no meta. You could just be, like, the shittiest champ as long as you have this, like, cheese and just win. Yeah. So. Oh, exactly, right? So, and on top of that, which I think is a thing you called for big time after it got released, was the icebox elevation, like... I don't, I don't like I don't want to call it like smoothing out like it's yeah the verticality of the map was yeah there we go fucked. so there was like ground level there was like a halfway point there was like a high point and then there was even a fourth elevation which is where like your rope ladder things are and then yeah. if you get over to B side there's a fifth elevation which was that fucking yellow container so they leveled everything out to I think there's like in total like three elevations now down from is, down from fucking five which is yeah. definitely more in line I think with what people can reasonably look at. Um, and adjust to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, and they smoothed it out. So normally, you know, there's a lot of like jagged corners going like straight up and all yeah. And they, they made more ramps. Yeah. Not only that, too, they've taken away some of like the cubby, like cheesy, like sitting spots as well. Yeah. Like they some, put it on a, like a, a pretty, yeah, 45. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I think that will, I think people still have a bone to pick with Icebox, but I think it's significantly less worse than what yeah. was our new well i always whenever i play xbox i always try and be the guy who solos b because b is has always not been a problem a has always been just the fucking worst thing to hold yeah, absolutely so at least they're making a a little easier so it's more in line with where b is at yeah uh, and yeah i like it i like the changes a lot i also like how right release the changes that's clean with the little gifts oh yeah yeah just a little it's like yeah you get this nice little transition on like what it is and stuff like that yeah because for for reference in counter-strike when they release a patch they're like moved Spray paint can, and you're like, well, where? Like, where? What? Where was this object that got removed? So it's definitely nice to be able to like visually see the change without having to go in the map and investigate. Investigate yourself. So yeah, exactly. That's cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, it's uh, if like I mean, as far like at least with the clarity side of things, they're very like bang on with that. Yeah. I know some people have some issue with riot balancing, but I think I when they do it, like they do it decently. I think they haven't done anything too drastic. I, I think in Valorant yet, I, I'm yeah. pretty happy with how things have gone. Yeah, I don't think I don't like. Uh, yeah, I think I think actually like the game state right now feels pretty solid. Like I like you know what I mean. Like most characters have a place where they can shine. Like yeah. it doesn't feel other than Viper. I feel like almost <laughs> every character kind of gets some time in the the, the spotlight. Well, I think Brim know? too. I think we've talked about Brim kind of like I mean he's he's the smoke agent, but I mean like he's kind of outshined by like Omen and stuff like that. I think at pro level for sure, but I think like. At any other elo that's yeah. not like radiant like you could see someone pull out a brim and have success yeah exactly and not, and not just be like oh shit okay yeah exactly yeah yeah so I, I other than at pro level i think most characters are pretty reasonably balanced obviously at pro level then you get into like the min maxing of of yeah of course you know, c- comps and comps stuff, and stuff so. like that yeah yeah, yeah. don't do you want to do that now cool he like wants to go up. He's just like he's like, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like we really had a, we had we had a nice we had a nice like stop point anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let's go lay down. Hey, so good most of the time. Yeah, come on. Come on. I mean, he's still. I mean, hyper. He just like wants to know like we'll, we'll sniff our drinks and stuff. Sit down. He was really pushing to get outside when we uh, before before. Well, he loves going outside, but his paw. I guess his paws are like a big deal with that shit. Yeah, his paws were like getting cracked and like bleeding. You okay? And so on. More or less. <laughs> 
You lay all the way down. Good boy. There we go. Cool. All right. Cool. So, we'll get back into it, and uh, yeah, we'll go into the the next thing. So, so yeah, like uh, with yeah, I guess that's really about it for patch notes. I don't think there's anything really. One quick thing to, yeah. to note is this observer change. So the observer they're using for first strike is a, care, a person named uh, like Sapphire or. This is Sapphix or something. Right. So they're uh, they're the same observer they use for every Counter Strike major. Same oh, okay, cool. All right. So I wonder if these observer changes are coming directly from from her from her or him. I, I don't know the specifics of who they are, but they're on Reddit. They're they're very prominent on Reddit. They post on CS:GO subreddit. They post on Valorant subreddit. And I wonder if they're they're the one giving these observer notes. Like Riot keeps mm -hmm. doing really great observer changes. And they've hired the best observer in the game. Like, right. This person does everything for Counter Strike and is now doing everything for for Valorant. For Valorant and in Counter Strike, they they actually have kind of taken on new and up and coming observers, which is a funny statement, <laughs> and, and kind of like you know guided them and and so like they're they're well known to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wonder if these changes are coming from them because if so, like great fucking job. The observing is getting. A in tournaments is getting amazing. Like yeah, it's getting first so strike, much better. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like it's catching the lurks perfectly. It's catching yeah. the executes great. Um, so well fucking done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a really good point too. That if like if Valorant or like Ride's Valorant team is listening to people that are like known in the community and are good at this job already, and they're just being like, "This is how you can improve it," and they're like, "Sick, we'll definitely do that." Right. Like I mean, that's that's what you want to see out of it, like an emerging game, right? So. Yeah, because, yeah. like, the Valorant, like, in-game changes are, like, sort of important. But Riot really makes its money on viewership. Absolutely. And yeah. skins. Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, <laughs> you want to make the viewership as clean as you can. So, like, any just fucking Joe Schmo can tune in and watch and be able to, like, catch all the action yeah. and not miss anything. And so, they're they're doing a great job at, at just sort of improving the quality of life week after week. Absolutely, after, yeah. yeah. Speaking of skins, a Night Market also came out too, but we were not, like, I mean, it's not really relevant. Yeah, what's that about? I, it's just like, all but one of my skins are blue. I got fucked. <laughs> Dude, I had like, I had like three of the Galeria skins and I was like, oh, this, yeah. this fucking sucks. My one good skin was for the fucking Guardian. I'm like, I don't buy it. Oh, dude, God, dude. Dude. I have seen some pretty dirt nasty fucking Guardian plays. So, I mean, like, yeah, it, it's got yeah. its place. It's got its place, but. It's got its place when your whole team, you're on, you're about to tie up the game and you have no money. Yeah, well, yeah it's like, the, it's like the, mid, the, mid, the weird yeah. sort of budget round, but not really. Yeah. If I buy it, the game's already over. Yeah, anyway, so, <laughs> yeah exactly, right? So we'll move right into the NA. I, I don't want to call it the NA shuffle. We're not there yet, but definitely NA is is getting shooken up a little bit. So longtime member of C9, Shinobi, has gotten the axe. Um, there was a lot of weird drama that kind of came from it. Him and Tens apparently squaring off, and then both of them taking to Twitter, being like, "No, this is you guys are weird." Like, uh, it's super weird. Like, so <clears throat> the background for Tens is he had this issue on Cloud Nine for Counter Strike, mm -hmm. where I guess he hadn't had the ability or hadn't been able to synergize with his teammates, um, and then he ended up getting benched because of you know what he called creative differences. Now, it looks like it's kind of happening again in Valorant. I, I don't know if it truly is or if it's just like an interviewer kind of reaching or, or yeah. you know, maybe pulling some something out of a, an answer Shinobi gave. Um, obviously, Shinobi had been catching flack for his performance for a long time. And Absolutely. obviously, it's hard to perform as a support player who is always kind of being selfless for the team. And I get that. But yeah. at the same time, 
you still need to be able to step up. Even the bottom frags for other teams, like let's look at TSM. Mm-hmm. Cutler is the IGL. Yep. He's the bottom frag a decent chunk of time, but there are times where he just steps up in top frags. Oh, yeah. I think like you kind of needed Shinobi to have the ability to do that. Uh, and he just never really yeah. did. He never really, yeah. And that's just it, right? Like, I mean, and even even like Steel ch- chucks him like. Oh, super, did you see that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, get someone who will shoot back or, or something. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, and I didn't like, and like once I ice, actually ice cold, ice cold. Yeah, like I actually like I saw on Reddit somebody actually linked like the the stats kind of behind behind Shinobi's like fifty yeah. fifty, and he's just horrible, horrible at winning the fifty fifties, right? Yeah, so, like I think he has a good mind for the game. I just don't know. Uh, you know, maybe he'd be better suited as a coach for the time being. Or... Yeah, do you, I was just going to ask, where do you think, like, what do you think is next for him? Do you think he gets picked up by, like... like I think he could be an IGL, but I think he's got to work on his gun mechanics. Like, it, it's hard to be an I understand that it's hard to be an IGL and a frag. Yeah. From a first-hand perspective, it's, it is totally hard because you're thinking about your four players, the other five players, the time left on the screen, the amount of utility you have left, all yeah. that shit. Obviously, it's tough, but you still need to be able to be present in the rounds, so... I get that, but if you're unable to do it, then you know obviously you can't be a pro. So, yeah, that's just it. So either right? work on the gunplay or go become a coach. Those are kind of <laughs> those are your, your <laughs> options, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So on top of that, C9 had a bunch, like a bunch of shit. So they cut their entire Korean roster, right. which I think we knew was going to kind of come once we started seeing the the world scope kind of start like coming to right. fruition. Well, once Riot announced you can't have two teams in the world. In worlds right? that like I mean, yeah, somebody's somebody's got to go. C9's and like Nine's investment just Oh, yeah, exactly, right? But I mean, I think that's a dirt nasty roster for another Korean organization to pick up, right? Yeah. Like they're like they're not they're not division strikers, but they're mm-hmm. they're competitive, right? They're the I think they're like the only people to take games off vision strikers. I think they're like they're top, you know, top Three, three? Yeah, 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 easily. Top, top three, top five, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that I don't. I see. I don't know what it means for C nine white. That's the only other thing because C nine white is also going to com- compete domestically. I hate to say it, and in the least toxic way imaginable. Oh no! Are they going to be at Worlds anyway? Well, that's that's true too, right? Like, I mean, that's just it. I mean, we did see they have a decent showing, right? When I think it was like right when they went under the C nine banner. They made it, I think it was one of those in the Nerd Street Gamers tournaments, I think. Right. Uh, they actually, like, they made top 16, and that was when they first got in. So, I will they make Worlds? Maybe not. But I think they're going to be, like, they're going to be a bit of a gatekeeper. So, I don't know yeah. where they kind of fall into place, I, I think right? That they're, I think, again, in the least toxic way imaginable, I think they exist kind of, yeah, to gatekeep, yeah, to kind of crush local tournaments, yeah, to kind of, you know, pull in views from perhaps another gender that might not typically view or to pull in merch numbers that might not typically buy. Right. I think, yes, they're a gatekeeper, but I also think they're a bit of more more there for... Never mind, I wouldn't say it. But anyway, <laughs> I just think they both won't exist at Worlds at the same time anyway, so it's not necessarily... It's not, like, C9's not thing. operating at a... Like, yeah, they're not going to run at a loss for... For keeping the the female roster, yeah, yeah, okay, that's that. I mean, that's I, I think it's a fair assessment. Um, like I mean, we 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 see that historically with like FPS genres like across the board, right? Right. Running the two the two gender rosters, like I mean, it's you know it's a known thing, right? So yeah, and then as Valorant kind of fleshes out, um, you might start to see separate leagues or separate tournaments. Yeah. Uh, separated by gender, and then if that's the case, then it's even less of a problem. Oh, it's just no. Oh, it's a non-issue yeah. at that point, right? Because they can just make you know. Tournament winnings for free, essentially. Yeah, exactly. 100%, <laughs> man. Holy shit. So, uh, another another North American roster that I think is, like, I mean, they haven't had a, 
like a full a full team in I don't know how long is Dig. Dig like hasn't had like a stable five man roster for like the longest time. And now they've kind of settled out, it seems, with uh, Odaris. Odaris and Maka, I think, are like the two new guys coming in because they were running the brothers for a little right. bit and then they were rotating people in and out. So this is like this is the the, the, the roster they've settled on. It's Superman, Som, uh, Odaris, Maka, and Death. So that's right. where we're that's where we're settling out. So I don't know. Like I mean, I know I know Depp and Odorous from Cisco. Okay, cool. So they, I don't know anything about Od- Odorous. So yeah, like, they were high level players. I mean, yeah, he was good. I I don't I don't think I've ever seen him on a like at a tier one level in Counter Strike. But I, he's not. He's still good. He's still good. Yeah. yeah. And that was a big thing. So like a lot of our information we're getting from this is from an interview we actually did with one of the uh, the interviewers at Dig, where right. basically said like they they asked him like why'd you switch over? He's like competitive CSGO in like tier two is like dying. Like I need, yeah, I needed to sure. get the, I needed to get the fuck out of there. Right. So well, with COVID in Counter-Strike, all the NA teams are actually going to Europe. Yeah. They're quarantining their players and then playing online tournaments in Europe. In Europe. So there's no NA tournaments. Like it's, I mean like oh, any NA tournaments are taking place in the States and yeah. So even online ones. So if you're tier two or three in NA Cisco, you are just doing nothing right now. You're just in limbo, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Shit. So, uh, what do you what do you expect of this roster? Like, what do you like? How do you? Where would you place them in the in the rankings? Bear in I, mind I, that like Envy has like self proclaimed themselves at number four. <laughs> I don't think that I see any IGLs that are noteworthy necessarily. <laughs> um, which I think right now in the era of Valorant we're in right now, like it's kind of like this time where big brains can shine. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I don't. See them in a top four? No, you don't see them like like I mean you know okay all right. So I, I don't know how they beat out you know the TSM Hundred Thieves Sentinels and maybe Envy or C Nine Blue. I think those are two are kind of in. The, those are the ones tension at the moment, right? I, I don't see them being top four. I think Depp and Odorous can be quite good. So I think if they're utilized correctly and they do have a strong IGL, I think right. they do well. But we'll see. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know who their definitive IGLs right now. I think it might be Death. I don't know. Again, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Like he was, I don't believe he was an IGL in Counter Strike, so it'd be interesting if he made. It the might switch. be like it might be Som. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll have to see the team. I, I would love to see them in action. I've always kind of had a soft spot for Dignitas. Yeah, they're like one of the OG orgs, man. Like it's they it's, are, it's yeah. hard not to like them. Like I mean, they've been in like every esport too. Like they back been... with uh, Scar and I'm a cutie pie. Oh yeah, from League of Legends when I first like liked them. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just it, man. Like I mean, they yeah they, they those guys like they need some love, man. They deserve like I mean, and they have the they have the seventy sixers money. So I mean, like it's not like they're they're not doing bad, right? Yeah, they rebranded. They, their stuff looks pretty good these days. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the owl. The owl does it. Yeah, because back in the day, they were that like weird alien with the big eyes. Yeah, it had a name too. I don't remember what the fuck it you is. You can still get skins from the old Counter Strike majors where that was the that was the fucking logo or the oh, brand. Jesus Christ. So yeah, god damn. So okay, so moves in. And finally, we're gonna close it out on an A. Is the JBL Quantum Cup? Of course, this is ongoing right now. Uh, as you guys know, we do record our episodes on Saturday or Sunday. It's been pretty much Sunday, pretty consistently as of yep. as of recently. So usually we don't get to see the final results until the following week. Um, shit, there was a bunch of stuff I had to close in from the last week that I didn't I didn't think about. So the big thing was we predicted the hundred thieves versus TSM final. I predicted hundred thieves right. win. They did win. What was it? Three one. It's three one. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, clean, clean as a whistle. I, what's crazy is they were showing players 
like webcam perspectives. Yeah. And like you could just visually see that TSM was getting so tilted. Tilted, like, yeah. I think that they're they're the tilt kings in NA right now. Like they get so in their head. Like Hayes was like <laughs> holding his face, like ah, oh, like he's just so unhappy to be there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like I mean, well, I mean, with the with the Quantum Cup, uh, TSM has definitely carried that namesake over. Because they, they must have got fucking tilted against Sentinels. Because Sentinels took them 13-1. 13-1. Now, I mean, yeah. that's not as bad as Envy getting taken out 13-0 to 100 Thieves. But, uh... Yeah. But the Sentinels thing, like, with, with what happened with Shazam in the past two weeks, them not practicing to then 13-1 TSM. Yeah. That's a bad look for TSM. It is, it is a bad look. Because, I mean, that was, the, that was the big thing of Sentinels, like, not performing at first strike. Because it was like, well, Shazam, Shazam didn't practice for two weeks for, because of a death in the family and stuff like that. And then for them to come back and just absolutely beat around TSM, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely tough. I think TSM is a good team. But I think they're they're having difficulty, A, with personalities. Yeah. And, B, I, I think their they're triple duelist setup is tough. I think every every team is playing like an info gathering game. Yeah. And TSM is giving it up for frag power, but it just means they're getting out lurked and out rotated. Like, it's tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because really yeah. Because like, I mean, like, we, like I mean, we had a whole, whole episode titled this, right? Like, I mean, running gun is kind of starting to lo- it's losing. It's yeah. losing to you know to the information gathering to like you know the like the the, the thinking man's Valorant, right? Like yeah. I mean, well, and everyone knows how Wardell's going to play. So if if you're just not giving him opportunities like, to be Wardell, well, yeah, what can he do? Like, and he was the star player in the past, but now he's pretty well figured out. So. You need to play a different game. You need to be able to know. You need to be able to to, to know how how and when to rotate. And I yeah. think you can't do that if you're not getting any info. Well, yeah, and this so either you got to run it down mid or you need a fucking uh, sentinel. I don't know. Well, that's just it. And I think like I mean, yeah, it's basically their only real information gatherer is is Cutler most of the time, right? Like, I mean... Yeah. And who plays Sova most who, of the time. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. So you, like, I mean, and that's who he plays for information is is, is Sova. And right. he's usually left on an island by himself doing his own fucking thing. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, uh, like I mean, we talked about it at First Strike. He's expected to, like, clutch out half the time, which he did. Like, I mean, he does live up to his namesake a bit. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's... Well, not in this... Not moment. in this, not in this. Yeah, not in the best of one. Like, so, how, how does a jet and a raise and... Uh, whatchamacallit retake a site like they have hardly well they don't they don't right right? they just they just don't right you can throw a boom bot in but they're probably sitting way back like holding the bomb it's just tough yeah i i just think their setup is is definitely a bit aged they need someone to play a sentinel i think they they do i think they they need to rotate one of these duelists off and i mean like you can do it like i don't i don't think it's unreasonable to expect to see one of these duelist players frag out on a sentinel i don't think it's i mean look at look at mitch over on c9 right like mitch plays killjoy and just takes everybody's head off, right? Like, I mean, Yeah, and I mean, it, obviously, it's a, a much different game to play Sentinel versus a Fragger, but, like, you just can't. Like, you you, you need info. Like, yep. these teams, like, look at Hunter Thieves. They're, like, they already just have a full, like, the whole round is playing out of Steel's head. So he knows, like, <laughs> where he's taking control, where he's going to fake, you know, a site and go to the other side, or where yep. he's going to execute, where he's going to lurk. You need someone who's going to be able to figure these kind of plays out in advance. And if you're just a bunch of fraggers, like if you lose the duel to him, then his whole plan just like unfolds on you and you can't do yeah. anything about it. Well, I think, I think, and I mean, I think this kind of goes back to Cutler as like the IGL. Like, I mean, he's not, he's not being able to play that kind of game. He's like, I mean, I hate to say it, but he's more like a ringleader with a bunch of monkeys that he's like, I got to rain these, I got to rain these three fucking fraggers in. 
I don't even have a chance to think about what our game plan is because I'm trying to deal with our fucking our our three duelists trying to do shit. Right. You know Whereas I mean? if you look at our thieves, like their fragger Hiko is the one playing Sova. Yeah. And then their IGL is playing Sentinel, and then like they have Asuna basically just being like this this selfless duelist. So yeah, like they have two separate players on separate parts of the map gaining information at the same time, and like. It's just the difference it's making yeah. and the results is like you can see it's, it. it, it well, I mean, day. yeah, exactly. So I okay. So before we get into the rest of the results, because there is some other stuff that like uh, that I definitely want to talk about with JBL. Um, how much do you value best of ones? Do you think like do you think like everybody's holding too much merit in some of these results because it's like oh it's best of one nobody really gives a fuck. In like CS:GO, they're definitely viewed as jokes. Like you know that for a, from a like betting and Counter Strike on best of ones. You always bet the underdog because it's so common to just get upset. Upsets, yeah. Because these like unknown teams or, or whatever can just demo review nonstop and just upset you one game. And and you know in a best of three they may lose, but in the best of one they have a way better chance at upsetting than they yeah. ever would. Um, and it looks like in Valorant it's kind of carrying forward. Like no one's really taking it serious. The good teams that are getting shit on are saying, oh, you know, it's just a best, it's best of one. one like, we yeah. don't care. And then it looks like Cloud9 Blue is even trying out a new player for the best of ones. So. Yeah, we're seeing Leaf coming over. So, yeah. so and the IGL role switched to Vice, I believe. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, like best of ones definitely don't look like they're being taken 100 percent serious. It's a 50 grand tournament, which is the, the, the thing to me. I'm like, it's so it's such a, like an aloof concept to be like, I get to fuck around in a 50 grand tournament and like try new stuff like that right. to me like to just. To not hold that much value to that much money, I don't know. I, I agree with you, and and for what it's worth, I from the same or from an opposite perspective, why if you have a fifty grand tournament, why are you doing best of ones? It's just going to get over with quickly, like yeah. And why are you not filming all the games? Because that's another thing. Yep, they're only filming like half the games. Half the games, yeah. You know, if you have a fifty grand prize pool, film all the games, drag it out, get your viewership up, like yep. run yep. ads, do your shit, like make some revenue. Like, yeah, it, it, like I mean, like what? this is like. <laughs> And like, but this is the crazy thing is like, this is what you see the difference of a tournament that's handled by Riot specifically and a third party tournament, right? Right. Like, I mean, I know Riot still gives the approval for these tournaments, but like, you see the difference. You see, like, they're like they let players basically stream their point of view if they want. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of players are opting out of it because like, why would I? Right. Like, right. I mean, like, why would I give that away? Yeah. Like Hayes even said, like, I'm streaming the tournament and then look at the result, thirteen one. Like, he doesn't want to release that. No, exactly. Right. Nobody they, wants. They to... got they got bopped. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so the and of course the other team that got bopped was Envy. Envy got thirteen zero on Bind, I think. By by hundred thieves. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. The formula, uh, dude. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna hear the end of this like i told you 100 thieves yeah they're like they're fucking they're ditto from pokemon they just adapt and <laughs> they, they, they just pokemon. they just become an upgraded version of you like they i don't Jesus. know man yeah they're they're a fucking force right now they're, like they lose one game and they just adapt so perfectly mm-hmm. to beat that same team that beat them it, well, every time too. well and that's just it and then, like it never happens again after they like they like once that one mistake happens they're like all right that's never gonna happen again and it doesn't it's right, like, fucking so good, man. They're like textbook of, of pre-gaming. Like they pre-game these teams so hard. They, they have strats tailored to specific I wanna, teams. They I demo wanna, review. They they oh. I want to know how Steel's headset fits around his head. That's what I want to know. Yeah, that brain is gigantic. Juicy. <laughs> well, I, again, like the beauty of it is Nitro as well has a big brain. Like they just have so much brain power, which sounds <laughs> fucking lame. But like they, I don't know. They're fucking. They're doing. 
Yeah. So good. Nitro's, Nitro's also built like a brick shithouse, which was another thing I didn't realize. Well, in Counter-Strike, we're in a, an era now where a lot of teams have like health and nutrition uh, coaches as well right. as game coaches. So like they, they have to go to the gym, they have to eat good. Yeah. Like I know Cloud9, I'm pretty sure I had meals made for them and like we're expecting oh, that's to good. go to okay. the gym. I, so, I can see 100 Thieves doing the same thing because, I mean, like, well, Nate, Thieves Nate has fuck you money, right? Paid for them all to come out. So they're one of the few teams that are all in person. Right. Which is yeah, because they're paying itself off in dividends because they're winning shit. Um, yeah, because I think, I think Envy is still not together. I don't think – I think Envy are all playing. Well, yeah, Sentinels, TSM, yeah. Envy are all separate. So, yeah, 100 Thieves gets to demo review in person, practice yeah. in person. And it's then they deal. also just get to team bond and like shoot the shit, like eat lunch together. Yeah. Play and the, they released a hundred these video. They were like playing basketball together. Yeah. They're just like the the amount of like chemistry they're developing at such a fast pace because they're just grouped up in a compound is like unparalleled. It's a, it's a smart move. You absolutely. Can't, you can't put a price tag on that. Like. No, yeah. it's an in, it's an intangible, right? Absolutely. And on top of that, look at the amount of money they're winning in return for for the investment. Well, so. uh, yeah, that's just it. Nade's making <laughs> Nade's getting his money back. Well, they won sure. the qualifier, and then now if they win this, another fifty Gs. Like, yeah. Well, they're only the, so okay. So we're gonna talk about a couple things right now. So Phase gets loses a game to Time In Ninja's fucking team, which is hilarious. <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, they squeak by. Being the ones that qualified because they were only a minus two in rounds where Envy was minus five. So FaZe is like barely deserves to be there to begin with. And I mean, I feel like you should like, yeah, lose a couple rounds because you got taken out by Ninja's team. Um, and then on the flip side of things, uh, I will never understand the enigma that is Gen G. I will never understand them. They are a fucking anomaly to me. I don't know. They... they they three out. They three out. Now, none of them were as convincing as wins as like the Sentinels over TSM or Hundred Thieves over Envy, right. but like they were still pretty dominant. They had one thirteen ten, and I think the other ones were thirteen five and thirteen six. Who was it they beat? So they beat everybody. They beat Sentinels. They beat TSM, and they beat whoever the fuck the other team was in the bracket. I can't remember Cloud who. Nine? Yeah, Cloud Nine Blue. Cloud Nine Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it. Well, good for them. A showing they're still competitive because I feel like they've dropped off the map. In the oh last yeah. Few weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like they're they haven't I haven't heard from them in. a a fucking thousand years. Well, it hasn't been that long, but yeah, I mean, like they they were hot and then they just fell off so fucking yeah. hard. So it's good to see that. B, what the hell is happening? Face has so much money as an organization. I don't know how they've just developed a team of nobodies. And I say I don't. I hate to be a dick, but like in Counter Strike, they they're paying million dollar buyouts on players yeah. to come play, and then their their Valorant team. It's I just, don't know a single dude. Like, who well, are these people? Uh, well, Corey's from Overwatch, so there's there's one there's one person there, and like the yeah again the the rest of the ro- the roster is kind of like a bunch. I, like, I guess, but they're getting beat by Fortnite players. Yeah. Like, what's up with that? You know what I mean? Like, what? The... Yeah, have you seen have you seen Ninja IGL dude? He just screams at everybody the entire time. I I hope to God that he's not like that in a competitive setting. But like, he used to be professional Halo players. So yeah, and with I, luminosity, maybe he's got yeah. a good good head for it i don't know I, when i last time i watched him play like it was he wasn't anything too too crazy no no he's so. like a, like he's yeah he's not bad like he's not like he's not like what the hell are you doing like being at this level sort of thing right but like but he's not as competitive as so many other players right i just think it's 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 kind of fucked up if you're a professional valorant player you're mm-hmm. getting beat by a guy who streams for content like probably eight hours a day. Yeah, and make yeah, like, so like the amount of time he gets to practice versus you and like 
Yeah, that's your like. That's just it. For Ninja, this is like a fun thing to do. For you, it's your job, yeah. and you're losing to him. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, which should never fucking happen. That's crazy. So now we're gonna we're gonna skip across the pond. We're gonna go over to EU. Not a whole lot of news coming into EU. Um, G2 is apparently dropping David P, and they're benching uh, Pyth. Pyth. Pith. Yes, yeah. Pith. Yeah. So Pith apparently is like might be hearing from. From Guild, which we, we which we keep wanting to see. I don't know who Guild's gonna get rid of. Like, I mean, like I don't know either. But Pith actually played in Ninja, in Ninjas in Pajamas in Counter Strike, um, also. So yeah, Draken and Pith should know each other. I think the relationship there should be pretty good. And Pith, fantastic player. So yeah, that's just it. I'm kind of honestly, I'm kind of surprised to see the the Pith benching. Like that that one's a little weird to me. I, I don't know how good his English is. Maybe oh, that might shit. be one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a communication uh, thing, absolutely. Because he is a Swedish player. So we'll see. Uh, but if Gil picks him up, I think Draken and Pith would be big for that team. Mm-hmm. Those are two big fraggers. So. Yeah. Yeah. And another another note on this, too. I wanted to say, mention this as well. This was reported by Nell. So Nell is a known CSGO reporter who is now basically just starting to move over to Valorant as well, which I think is yeah. good because you need experienced journalists to report on this shit who have sources and everything like that. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know how like experienced. In reporting versus just like you know leaking. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I mean like, like the, yeah, leaking leaks, the yeah. DMs. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. All right, fair enough. But like, I mean, at least I don't know. Apparently, he has sources, so we'll take it. Um, and then we're seeing FBX starting to change their roster around again. We were talking about FBX being like this fucking titan in, in EU. It was supposed to do anything, but they they dropped Meadow. Right. So and Meadow hasn't been slotted with a new team. FBX. To my, at least the last time I checked, they haven't really been trialing anybody or anything right. like that. So I don't know who they're going to add to that roster now. Yeah. I mean, again, like, I, like we're not in this, we're not, we're not to the point yet where we have this weird free agent pool that we can kind of like predict who's going to go over and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I don't know. They could grab somebody from fucking CSGO, like Fortnite, who the fuck knows, right? Yeah, they've got a lot of options. It'll be interesting to see because obviously they were doing, they had a lot of successes. That, interesting to see why they dropped Meadow. I, I didn't really get a chance to look at his stats in the past several games but yeah interesting it it was weird because fbx was dominating until first strike and first strike was like the first time they really lost so it's weird like i mean this feels very knee jerky to me right just to be like oh well i think we're seeing that a lot across all regions so far yeah people are just pulling the trigger now get the changes done for before first strike comes out you know smooth out any wrinkles you mean like like masters and shit like that or like challengers and yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. get it get prepped for 2021 yeah so that's really it out of Europe. Uh, the, this this is something I saw and I was like, this is fucking sick. So the Vision Strikers, Korea's crown kings, um, basically proposed a second strike. So second strike is basically all the Asian teams that won first strike right. playing in their own tournament. So that includes the, the Vision Strikers, uh, Thailand's Myth Attitude, uh, SEA's Brand Esports, uh, Indonesia's Team N- NXL, uh, Taiwan's AHQ and then Japan's Absolute Jupiter. So the cool thing about this is all these teams, with the exception of uh, Myth Attitude, absolutely destroyed First Strike. They right. like they either dropped like one game or none whatsoever, except for Myth Attitude, who had these. It cl- looks like the bracket for Myth Attitude is much larger though. They played, you know, yeah, they uh, games. Yeah, so yeah, for Myth Attitude, they had the it was like a best of sixteen. It wasn't a best of eight. Right. So they had to go through that initial thing, and that's where they got knocked out. They got put into the losers 
right off the gate. Right. And then they had this ridiculous loser's bracket run to end up taking, right. which we love. We love to yeah. see that shit, right? Yeah, no, that's like the definition of hype. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Of course. So we got we got all that shit. And then we have some like also very noteworthy names. Like, again, Jup- uh, Absolute Jupiter. I've been, like, singing the praises. HQ, which is a very storied org. Right. Um, and then, like, I mean, the other ones, uh, Team NXL, it doesn't even have a, a Valorant page on Wikipedia, which I thought was great. Um, they just have a logo. So, um, but I think this would be, this would be sick. I agree. I think, like, a lot of these smaller regions or a lot of these non-NAE regions have uh, less top teams or less, you know, corporate investments. So, it would be cool to see them get a little little shine on and yeah. obviously compete with each other. I, I still don't know, like, teams like Absolute Jupiter and Vision Strikers, I feel like the time they're able to put in is probably going to be still pretty dominant. Like, I don't know how competitive the Indonesian team will, will, yeah. will be when they match up against, you know, mm-hmm. Japan or Korea's best. Because Japan and Korea are playing against real, like, like really good competition in second and third. Um I just I haven't heard of any other Indonesian teams. So. Well, it's, and that's just yeah, it, right? I, like, I, I mean, know. the Indonesian bracket was huge, but I mean, like, yeah, it was again, like, I mean, like the Indonesian, like, there would they go nine and two, and they dropped like one map, like here and there, but that was right. it, right? So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I think I think it'll be a bit of an eye opener. I know Taiwan has always been fairly competitive in esports yeah. as well, so I mean, like, it's not unheard of, but yeah, I think some of these teams would probably get absolutely slammed, especially by the Vision Strikers because they're just. Well, yeah. Like, They're a different breed, man. AHQ and Absolute Jupiter dropped zero games. Like, if you're from a smaller region where the teams are less unknown and you're dropping games there, how are you going to match yeah. up against these teams dropping zero in a much <laughs> larger region? Like, it's going to be hard. Yeah, absolutely, right? So, uh, I hope somebody does this. I, I, I can imagine. With, I don't know. Like, COVID seems to be a bit more under control um, in, like, that part of the that part of the world. So, I mean, we overseas, might. Yeah. Overseas, yeah. So, we sure. might we might see it before before we start getting into challengers and all that stuff. Because um, I think it was, even if it would be an exhibition, I think it would be really fun to see how people measure up against each other. It would, yeah. Yeah. I think any regional, co- like, anything where you're pitting two regions or two countries or two whatever against yep. each other, like, makes it hype, right? Because then you get, you get both sides. It's very much like a us versus you kind of thing and mm-hmm. it, it, you know i think it per, like promotes you to like get hype for your region to come out and cheer and then you're gonna see like a lot of i don't know like rivalries kind of spawn from yeah that. and that's hype to me yeah absolutely i think that, well, that's what like one of the best parts about esports right yeah so um uh, but back on to korea for whatever reason they value the bucky over the sheriff like and right. like like the entire korean community you see it in the pro play they don't buy sheriffs they buy buckies and I, I they just tee the off on you on that like that right click man they just like yeah. they, right like it's disgusting the damage is ridiculous i don't like and i mean you have to be far less accurate right like yeah so i believe this all came from like a korean poster saying that in the korean scene they wanted the bucky nerfed and Think yeah, I, I think I've been on this train for a while that the right click of the Bucky, so a, a shotgun in an FPS game is like supposed to hold a close corner and supposed to be good at that. Yeah, I think the Bucky is good at that, but the it also for some odd reason has this insane right click that does like a mid range shot. Like I remember, I was on bind and I was coming up short and there was a guy in hookah and he peeked down mid and I got right clicked from. A sizable distance away. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like five bullets hit me in the head and three hit me in the chest and killed me. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? So I think, yeah, for sure. I think they just need to make the spread on it much wider. wider yeah. For that not to be 
a thing. But yeah, or alternatively, make the sheriff a one-shot headshot at all ranges. Yeah. Which it is in which it is in CS:GO. And there should exist a high skill cap gun that's high reward. Yeah. And that's what the sheriff is. Well, I mean, it should be. It's not there right now because again, you can right. you can like I mean, you can tee off somebody in the head. It's one forty-two damage. Of course, damage. like you're seeing like someone like Tens who who opts in for the sheriff all the time, but he then holds close angles with it. Yeah. Because he and doesn't want to risk one forty-fiving in one, which is the most <laughs> yeah. tilting experience of your life. So I like I, one thing I wanted to figure out, and like because I know. As far as uh, like in, in Asia and stuff like that, like CS:GO is, is is played, but it's not the most prominent FPS. Right. Crossfire is right, so I wanted to know if this is like something that like I haven't and I haven't now. Admittedly, I haven't done enough digging enough on the the, C, uh, the Korean rosters to figure out if these guys have like Crossfire backgrounds, or CS:GO backgrounds. Right. Do you think this is just familiarity, where the Crossfire guys are more adept to using a different like a excuse me, like a, a wider variety of guns where the CSGO players are coming over and they're like, well, I know what the Deagle does, so the Sheriff should do the same thing. Yeah, I think, well, Tens is a prime example, again, because in CSGO, he, like, was just notably insane with the Deagle. Right. I think the Deagle is something that rewards crosshair placement, and obviously someone with insane crosshair placement, you know, they're going to hit ahead incredibly often. Yeah. Whereas a Bucky... You can kind of aim center mass, and it's not an issue, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, much lower skill ceiling, but still high reward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, t- it's tough to say. I think for sure, Counter Strike players are going to be more inclined to use a sheriff because they you know, they think it's like the deagle. <laughs> uh, also, it could just be a meta thing, like you know, NA players like to swing wider and, and hold these kind of like or like peak longer angles. Yeah. It might be the thing that Korea players like to just hold tighter angles or, or take a much shorter range fight. Well, we've seen that with the with the Korean jets with the judges, right? They won't. Yeah. They'll just they'll just fly in and tee off on you on the judge, which yeah. I feel like is still something we don't see in North America. Like we don't, yeah. like we don't. You don't see people taking that. They they hang back and again, like you said, like go for the wide swings and stuff like that. Or yeah. Korean jets just fly the fuck in and they're like, well, I'm just gonna. You know, I'm not going to miss because you're like right in front of me, right? So, yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. I mean, there was a tournament a long time ago where we saw tens against TSM get a 3K with a judge flying. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely probably a regional thing this whole Bucky versus Deagle uh, or Bucky versus Sheriff. I, I, <laughs> I, I think the right click of the Bucky needs to be nerfed. I, I think that the spread is just so tight that it shouldn't be a thing. Like, yeah. Why do you have this like mid-range gun that's like as effective as a deagle and a hundred, well, one hundred dollars less, and two, yeah. like I mean, far less accurate, right? Or like you need to be far less. Yeah, accurate, like just let a shotgun be a shotgun, you know? Yeah, I, I don't hold know. the angle. Yeah, yeah, like body someone who's close to you, but someone who's far away, like yeah, you should you should only be able to hold a close angle of the shotgun, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. How, we'll see how that kind of develops. I mean, maybe we'll see patch notes coming up with that as we get closer to like challenge or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but other than that, though, I think that's pretty much it for this week. Like, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of shit to cover. A lot, yeah. Yeah, like like I did the patch. I did like our show notes up, and I was like, oh, that seems like an alright amount. But then I was like, holy fuck! Like we we just talked for a while. So yeah, um, covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of it for us over here at Dry Peak, guys. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at pop underscore off. Check out our website at poppedoff.com and uh, follow any of our podcasts uh, under the Popped Off brand. We're on Spotify, Apple, um, Google Podcasts. Uh, I don't know. All of them. 
all of them. Spot FM, shit like that. Um, so yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Have a good one. See you guys.